Chapter 24 of Ben the Luggage Boy or Among the Wharfs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Ben the Luggage Boy or Among the Wharfs by Horatio Alger, Jr. Ben Transformed Ben worked away steadily at his double occupation, saving money as well as he could. But he met with no more profitable adventures. His earnings were gradual. Some weeks he laid by as much as a dollar and a half, or even two dollars. But other weeks he barely reached a dollar. So the end of March came before he was able to carry out the object which he had in view. One morning about this time, Ben carefully counted up his deposits and found they amounted to $50.37. It was a joyful moment, which he had long looked forward to. He had been tempted to rest satisfied with 40 when he had reached that sum, but he resisted the temptation. I ain't going to do things by halves, he said to himself. I can't do it for less than $50. I must wait a while. But the moment had arrived when he could accomplish his purpose. As Ben looked down at his ragged attire, which was in a considerably worse condition than when he was first presented to the reader, he felt that it was high time he got a new suit. The first thing to be done was to get his money. He made his way to the savings bank and presented himself at the counter. I want all of my money, he said. I hope you're not going to spend it all, said the bank officer, who by this time had come to feel acquainted with Ben from his frequent calls to make deposits. I'm going to buy some new clothes, said Ben. Don't I look as if I needed some? Yes, you are rather out at elbows, I must admit. But new clothes won't cost all the money you have in the bank. I'm going home to my friends, said Ben after I've got dressed decently. That's a good resolution, my boy. I hope you'll stick to it. It's what I've been working for for a long time, said Ben. He filled out the order for the money, and it was delivered to him. The next thing was to buy a new suit of clothes. Usually Ben had procured his outfit in Chatham Street, but he soared higher now. He made his way to a large, ready-made clothing warehouse on Broadway and entered. The main apartment was spacious, the counters were heaped with articles of dress, and numerous clerks were ready to wait upon customers. "'Well, what's wanted?' asked one, glancing superciliously at the ragged boy entering. "'Have you got any clothes that will fit me?' asked Ben. "'I guess you've lost your way, Johnny, haven't you?' What makes you think so? asked Ben. This isn't Chatham Street. Thank you for the information, said Ben. I thought it was when I saw you here. There was a laugh at the clerk's expense among those who heard the retort. What are you here for anyway? demanded the clerk, with an air of insulted majesty. To buy some clothes, said Ben. But you needn't show them to me. I'll go to somebody else. Have you got any money? You'll know soon enough. 
He went to another part of the store and applied to a salesman whose appearance he liked better. After some hesitation, Ben made choice of a suit of substantial warm cloth, a dark mixed sack coat, vest of the same material, and a pair of pants of neat pattern. "'I won't trouble you to send them,' said Ben, "'as my house is closed for the season.' The bundle was made up and handed to him. The price of the entire suit was twenty dollars, which was a good price for those days. Ben took the bundle under his arm and went out. His purchases were not yet all made. He went next to a furnishing store and bought three shirts, three pairs of stockings, some collars and a necktie, finishing up with a pair of gloves. These cost him eight dollars. A neat felt hat and a pair of shoes, which he procured elsewhere, completed his outfit. On counting up, Ben found that he had expended $36, leaving in his hands a balance of $14.37. Before putting on his new purchases, Ben felt that he must go through a process of purification. He went, therefore, to a barber's basement shop, with which baths were connected, and going down the steps, said to the barber's assistant, who happened to be alone at the time, I want a warm bath. Pay in advance, said the young man, surveying the ragged figure before him with some hesitation. All right, said Ben. How much is it? Twenty-five cents. Here it is, said Ben, producing the exact amount from his vest pocket. Such ragged customers were not usual, but there seemed to be no good excuse for refusing Ben as he had the money to pay. In five minutes the bath was declared to be ready, and Ben, entering the small room assigned to him, joyfully divested himself of the ragged garments, which he was never again to put on, and got into the tub. It probably will not excite surprise when I say that Ben stood in need of a bath. His street life had not been particularly favourable to cleanliness, nor had he been provided with such facilities for attending to his toilet as are usual in well-regulated families. However, he was quite aware of his deficiencies in this way, and spared neither pains nor soap to remedy them. It was a work of time, but finally he felt satisfied with the result of his efforts, and after drying himself, proceeded to put on his new clothes. They proved to fit excellently. Indeed, they wrought such a change in our hero's appearance that he could hardly believe in his own identity when he stood before the glass and saw reflected the form of a well-dressed boy in place of the ragged figure which he saw on entering. The only thing which marred his good appearance was his hair, which had grown to undue length. He determined to have it cut before he left the barber's shop. He tied up the clothes he had taken off in the paper which had contained his new suit, and opening the door, went out into the main room with the bundle under his arm. Meanwhile, the proprietor of the shop had returned. "'Who is taking a bath?' he asked of his assistant. "'A ragged street boy,' said the latter. "'What did you let him in for?' "'He paid in advance.' "'I don't care about such customers anyway,' said the barber. "'Remember next time.' 
All right. At this moment, Ben made his appearance, but that appearance was so much altered that the young man looked at him in astonishment. He looked thoroughly well-dressed and might have passed readily for the scion of a wealthy family. Were two bathrooms occupied? asked the proprietor. No. I thought you said, I was never so surprised in my life, said the assistant. Did you get changed in the bath? he asked of Ben. Yes, said Ben. What made you wear such a ragged suit? I was in disguise, said Ben, but I've got tired of it and thrown it off. I think I'll have my hair cut. Take a seat, said the proprietor. I'll cut your hair myself. How will you have it cut? I want to be in the fashion, said Ben. Make it look as well as you can. He took his seat and the task commenced. The barber was skilful in his art and he saw at once what style would become Ben best. He exerted himself to the utmost and when at the end of half an hour he withdrew the cloth from around our hero's neck, he had effected a change almost marvellous in Ben's appearance. I have already said that Ben was naturally good-looking, but even good looks need fair play, and rags and neglect are apt to obscure the gifts of nature. So Ben had never looked his best till now. But when his hair was cut and arranged, and he looked in the mirror to observe the effect, he was himself surprised. It was something like the change that transformed Cinderella into a princess. I shan't be ashamed to tell my cousin who I am now, he said. End of chapter 24